0: this is 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 fight disciples
1: we are gathered here today
0: for the fight disciples UFC and boxing talk
1: how you doing hope you well thank you so much for downloading today's show coming up we come clean on how we consumed the chris Eubank junior pay-per-view um and obviously- the reason we
0: all shelled out 10
1: pounds did you not a fucking streamed it. Exactly. You sent me the fucking app. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kel Brook and Errol Spence Jr. have been given an extra week for negotiation purposes. Aye, alright. Eddie is cooking
0: something up. And Nick's wife agrees. But obviously Eddie Haynes on my telly quite a lot. You know, different things, different points. And every time my wife walks in the room, she always goes, I just don't trust them, Nick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Speaking of promoters, Nick does his Frank Warren impression. Listen, listen,
0: Huey, it's Frank here. Fucking good news and bad Manchester
1: Son. Manchester son, or whatever. Well bad there,
0: news yeah. is we didn't get it, San. You're going to Auckland. Oh, looking at you joking. <laughs> the good news is you're getting 40% of 3.2 fucking wow. million, San. Wow. You're listening to the Fight Disciples Podcast.
1: Welcome to episode 73 of the Fight Disciples podcast. I'm Adam. He's Nick. Hello. Um, If you don't follow us on social media, please get out your phone, hit the button, come and join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fight Disciples. And if this is the first time you've ever stumbled across our boxing chat, um, please go to our website, fightdisciples.com. There's a lovely little button there where you can just click onto the iTunes, click the subscribe, and you'll never miss out on any of our weekly content. Every single Wednesday, we release a boxing show for you. And this is probably going to be the hardest show that me and Nick have ever done in our existence. We started this last February. We started it with the big man. He was our first ever guest. He was absolutely dynamite on that particular show. If you've not listened to the forgotten heavyweight, go and have a little bit of a nosy. Uh, it's still one of my favourite shows. I still think it's our most listened to show of yeah, of all time. Of all time yeah. um, and we are, of course, referring to David Price. So to, for us to come and do this particular show today... With what we've seen at the weekend, yeah. you can imagine what type of um, attitude, emotion um, we are particularly feeling. Not more so uh, than big Pricey himself. It's probably one of the hardest, hardest watches I've ever had. Yeah, watching a fight,
0: it was almost like watching a horror film, wasn't it? You know, oh, you're man. behind the couch with the pillows in front of your face, and it was. Um, I think, I think what made it worse for all British fight fans, I think, I think, I think all of the UK finally. Uh, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I felt like the momentum going into the fight on Saturday. It finally felt like the whole of the UK had gone. You know what? This guy's had the shitty end of the stick. You know, he's 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 lost a couple of fights, but he's lost against guys who have failed drug tests, and you know whatever you think of those results. Now, it, it just felt like going into the fight on Saturday, the whole of the UK had gone right. You know what? let's get behind David Price. Let This is his big moment. This is the life-changing fight that we've been waiting for. Mm. And I just felt like that was the momentum going in, which is why we were so positive. And we were so, you know, we, we were really looking to the future, weren't we? Obviously, I was speculating last week that he wins on Saturday night. He, he could land himself a world title fight and then maintain that hammer, probably will get that world title fight now. So for the performance and for the the outcome of Saturday to to play out the way it did, I think that, Hate more than anything else. Mm.
1: We've been in his presence, man, and we've been in his team's presence, and in the build-up to the fight, I'm talking now. Yeah, and
0: by his team, you mean Dave
1: Caldwell, Dave Caldwell yeah, Bellew, Bellew, everybody, you everybody, know, everybody that trains out of that gym, man. Of course. And, and we we've been around it, and it, and it, it felt different. It felt different to what it used to be like when yeah. you were around Price it, it did feel like what everybody was saying that there was a nasty streak about him that he did want it, and he and he was going to step up, and he was going to perform at the top top level. However. When the first bell goes, yeah, I mean, even do you remember when we were at Goodison and he walked out at Goodison and I nudged you and I went, he looks like he's shitting his pants, right,
0: yeah. when he walked out?
1: yeah, And fair enough, you can understand that because that was the first time back with Dave Caldwell, wasn't it?
0: Back in the UK as well. Absolutely. It yeah. yeah. fought in Germany, I think, but that was his... Yeah. He, he
1: comes out, he does a number, he gets a great win, and the whole thing then changed. There was a good demeanour about him and then his next fight, that nervous energy didn't seem to be there. And I thought, all right, Pricey has turned the corner. Mm-hmm. You can understand that first one at Goodison of why he was nervous. He walks out at the weekend. Didn't look nervous at all, man. No. He walks out. I'm thinking, yes, he looks a million dollars. He looks massive, fantastic. But then, when that first bell goes, when the bell goes, it was like he was reverting to type. It was really weird and real. Like I just said, right at the start of the show. So for us personally, knowing him, so hard to watch that fight because it was like going, this this ain't what this ain't what you are now. Yeah. This is what you
0: were. Why why have you gone back? It was yeah. weird. It really was, and um, you know, I, I've seen subsequently. Obviously, we've all read what Curtis Woodhouse wrote. Fantastic, which was beautiful. You know, one of those tweets, one of those things that you read and you think that's exactly my sentiment. You know, I think people need to look at the bigger picture. I think the amount of stick that pricey and and Dave Caldwell, which I'm sure we'll come on to a little bit later, Dave Caldwell's role in all this. But um, you know, I just think that the opportunity at the time. The stars had finally aligned, didn't it? That's that's mm. you know I keep coming back to this. It that was it was the one. That was the night. This was when it was supposed to happen. So to see Pricey in there, as come back to what I was just saying. Then you know a lot of people are saying on social media. A lot of other people are saying, oh, he looked good in bits. He looked good in you know when he dropped him, and he looked good here and there." Personally, I, I didn't think he looked good at all. Mm. You know, and I'm he saying going, that from
1: the heart you know, because that's what we because we know what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. And he wasn't doing, I mean, even if in between rounds, when you sit down in the corner and you watch Dave speaking to him, Dave, you could tell that Dave's thinking, mate, this ain't what we've worked on. Yeah, yeah. You're supposed to be doing this. Come on, get yeah, get, get him on the end of that jab. Dominate the center of the ring. You're fucking six foot nine, man. Yeah, yeah. Dominate this little twerp. And he should have dominated the little twerp, but he gave him heart. He gave Christian Hammer heart. I don't, whether Completely. that be because he didn't want to work, I don't know what it is. Because I'll tell you now. It's not physical. For anybody that thinks he ain't good enough, that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Pricey that's is more than capable of, of being a real force in the heavyweight division. More than capable. Physical attributes, the way that this kid can box, go look at his amateur career, look at everything that he's achieved. He mm-hmm. can do it. There's no question about it. Yeah. But it's irrelevant me saying it. It's irrelevant you saying it, Dave Caldwell saying it. If he doesn't fucking believe it, yeah, do not matter. Of course.
0: It was... It, there was no point in the fight where you thought... He's on top. Even when he dropped him in the fourth round, even when Hammer hit the deck in the fourth round, if you watch it, Pricey goes back to a corner and he's, like, hanging over the ropes, like hang, like he's exhausted. Now, just coming on to the exhaustion aspect of it, obviously, Dave Caldwell has got a lot of stick on social media and stuff saying he's not fit enough, the kid's not fit enough.
1: Listen... Even even David Hay got involved with this. Exactly,
0: man. yeah. That's yeah. Well, I know.
1: Dave, don't don't get involved, man. Exactly. Don't Don't, don't bite
0: on it. For one, let's just clear that up straight away. Dave Caldwell is the boxing coach. He is not David Price's strength and conditioning coach. He is not David Price's head coach. Dave Caldwell isn't with David Price every day Holding a stopwatch while he does shuttle runs While he lifts weights While he's in the gym You know, he that's not his job He is employed to be David Price's boxing coach mm. And as such, he's in, he's in charge of the technical attributes Of his performance he is not in charge of his fitness. That is done by somebody else. Somebody else that David Price employs does his fitness. And down to the man himself. Well, You're course. responsible for your own thing. Exactly. You know, he's a grown man. So Pricey has to take responsibility for the the the, old, the whole picture, if you like. So for the start, let's just rule Dave Caldwell out of blame in terms of the fitness. Yes, the fitness is an issue. Yes, you know, 19 the heaviest he's ever been. You know, prior to the fight, after the weigh-ins, I had a word with the camp and was like, that's, that's big. For, even for Pricey, that's big. But the feedback was, Pricey feels better at this weight. He wants to be heavy. He feels like he's got more power when he's heavy. He feels like he carries his weight better. He's got a little bit more confidence in his chin when he's carrying a bit more weight. It was his decision. It wasn't Dave Caldwell's decision. It was David Price's decision to go in at 199. So let's make that clear as well. But the exhaustion thing, see, he trains. Pricey's a professional athlete. He trains every day. You know, whether he's in Rotherham with Dave Caldwell or in Liverpool with a strength and conditioning coach or whatever, I guarantee Pricey trains every day. He's day. He's been around the game for a long time, full amateur career, everything. He knows what it takes. He knows what the fitness is all about. And eight days before the fight, I know that he did 12 rounds in Rotherham against two different heavyweights, good heavyweights as well. Some would even argue better than Christian Hammer. He did 12 rounds with them. So he was fit enough. So what's happening, what is happening between him getting into the ring and that first bell going? You know, it's it's almost like he's a novice fighter mm. that hasn't learned to deal with the nerves. The nerves, as we know in any sport, in any walk of life, nerves can burn up so much energy. They burn mm. up all that lactic acid and it can be really, you know, that affects Then and anxiety kicks in as well. It's kind of like a deck of cards, isn't it? It all falls down. That's the only thing it can be because this is a guy that Pricey had beat before. He beat him in 2008 prior to going to the Olympic Games. So that's where, obviously where his confidence was coming from. That's why he wanted the fight. That's why we were so confident going in. But to just go in there and, I, you know, I hate to use the word because I adore Pricey. You know, I've known him a long time. But unfortunately, his performance, one word is capitulation. He capitulated, you know, he, he fell apart in the fight and that is a major issue and that's what we've can he get past that now that's, that's the problem
1: <sighs> told you it's hard it's, a hard, it's a hard for us to talk about it because I'm, the word that I have from this is from my point of view is frustration Yeah. and the reason why I'm frustrated is because as I said a couple of moments ago The kid has all the physical attributes. You just mentioned there that you want to play football for Liverpool or you want to box here or you want to box there, you know what I mean? And you want to be a professional sportsman. But no disrespect, Nick. Talent wasn't there. Exactly. Compared to the likes of Pricey, who's got all the talent in the world. But you can't teach desire, can you? You can't teach that. I mean, you look at Bellew, and this is, again, Tony, if you're listening to the show, I apologize for me saying this there's not a person listening to this show that will say that Tony Bellew is the most talented boxer on the planet mm-hmm. nobody will say that but neither would Bellew but he's the cruiserweight champion of the world yeah. and he's the cruiserweight champion of the world because whether I believe it you believe it or the man down the street believes that Tony Bellew is worthy of being the world champion Tony Bellew believed mm-hmm. he believed in himself he believed in his own ability to change his own future and and to achieve whatever it is that he wants to achieve and and for me and in any walk of life not just boxing any walk of life that's the key ingredient. That's the key ingredient. It's twenty percent circumstance, your talent, eighty percent what goes on between your ears, yeah. and that can kill you, as we saw at the weekend. Mm-hmm. There's no way. I'm still I'm frustrated about it because there's no way on the in the world Pricey should have lost that fight. There's no, no way he should. No, but he did because the other kid wanted it more than him.
0: End of. Yeah, what well, you never, you know, prior to what looked like physical exhaustion. He wasn't getting caught. He was, you know... And when he did get caught, he took it. Yeah, exactly. Was yeah. It. it wasn't a problem. It wasn't a problem at all. But then once he started... Instead, instead of firing out that jab and just fucking feeding him right hands, he started leaving the left jab, leaving it out there like a lazy... Right just hand over the onto, top. So easy. the, right, the guy was it. just like, There's your left hand on my head. All I've got to do is throw my right over the top. You know, it. it was, and he was going backwards towards the ropes all the time. And just covering and sit, up. And, and, and just covering there. up. But as a... You know, listen famously that was done once by the greatest of all time yeah. and, he, and he changed they changed the sport if you like it never been done before but doper rope worked then it very very rarely works other than that you know it worked in that instant because that was the greatest of all time doper rope is not a good technique for any fighter certainly not a heavyweight because mm. you just go go on mate unload on me give me your best shot hammer honestly prior to the fight I think I said on last week's show this is the lottery moment for David Price this is the moment. The WBO belt has just gone to purse bids. It was won for 3.2 million or whatever of Joe Parker in <sighs> New Zealand.
1: Talk that It's crackers money.
0: Fury, then it gets... So Fury is going to New Zealand to challenge Joe Parker. And as challenger, he gets 40% of that 3.2 million. So Fury has changed his life now. He has mm. changed his life. Now, the winner of that fight is was perfectly lined up. Maybe it might take a bit more negotiating soon for Christian and Hammer, but cause Pricey was UK based and it's all happening in the UK. I guarantee the winner of Fury Parker would have jumped at David Price. He may not, and he could even have become a mandatory because of this WBO European belt that was on the line the weekend. So in theory, Pricey gets forty percent of the next three point something million pound thing. The, the fight Saturday. This was it. This was the lot. This was your change of life moment. You know, and then. People are speaking about his desire. Does he want it? You know, how can you not want it? You know, this is your lottery win. This is the win. You well, win this is this.
1: it. This, is, this, is, this all comes down to what Curtis. What else said, doesn't it? I mean, at the end of the day, I've not been in that situation. I only, I'm only judging what I saw, what I feel yeah. as a geezer that has been sat in the stu- very studio wheels doing this thing and being a part of our show, fantastically, us supporting him and wanting him, wanting it, it, it for him. I'm just. That's that's how I see. Because yeah, yeah. it can't be it can't be the physical element of it. Because I know he's good enough. Yeah, yeah. It has completely. to be it has to be down to desire. For me anyway. I mean he might in a couple of weeks' time when it's all settled, he might come and sit in here with us and say, It wasn't that, it was something else. I don't know. Yeah. But for me, I look at it and go, It's purely down to he didn't want it.
0: Yeah. The the fitness thing's a big issue, you know, to to to, to seemingly run out of gas so early like that. When he, when we know for a fact he did 12 rounds eight days before against two different sparring partners, so he was capable of doing 12 rounds, means that something's going on between his ears mm. in terms of he's, he's beating himself before he gets in the ring. He's questioning himself in there. When the build-up, everything suggests that it was right. This was the moment. This was the finally the moment when he proves his doubters wrong. Instead, it went... One hundred and eighty degrees in the opposite direction. I'm I'm, devast- I'm absolutely devastated for them. we both are both. De- and I think to be honest, I think aside from all the nobeds on on social media who've never had a fight in their lives and probably never even been to a boxing match in their lives, who feel free... who some some weird reason get a kick out of kicking people when they're down. Apart from all them goons, I think the whole country is a little bit, you know, devastated Deflated. for them. It's a yeah, deflation, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Because. Pricey wins that. He's in the mix with Furies and with AJ. And, you know, the heavyweight division is all about the UK. We needed them in there. And he deserved to be in there. He's got the talent to be in there. But How, if he decides to carry on. Yeah. And
1: we never on this show say, don't do this, don't do that. This is purely down to fighters. Yeah.
0: It's a long way back. It is a long way back. But you know what? I don't right now i'm not concerned about who we, who we would fight next or how we would get back into the title picture because this is the heavyweight division and you knock two people out and suddenly you're fucking right back on top again you know at the end of the day pricey's got a, he's only 33 you know these heavyweights these days go well up to the 40s kill. you know it's not a problem to fight on that long what concerns me because we know him personally and i know his partner jade and he's got a beautiful family you know and now you've got to thought, why continue? You know, why? If it's not for you, if 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 it's not in your stars, you'd rather he made the decision with his family and going, Do you know what? I, I've won. I've done it anyway. I've got a fantastic family. Mm. I've got great friends. I've got a great, you know, I've, I've won a British and Commonwealth belt. I've won an Olympic medal. That's fucking more than most boxers can ever even dream of. Yeah. So he's won now. Like guess what that said it. He has won. He's winning in life. And he took his shot. And you know what? It just wasn't for him. It, he just he just wasn't gonna hit that mark. Or maybe he goes away and goes. You know what? I blame. I know what the problem was. There was an issue, and it was this. Whether it's himself or whether it's the setup or whatever. Whatever it is, if he can earmark what went wrong and address it, then potentially we'd like. To, you know, obviously we'll support him. We want to see him. We want to see him achieve everything he wants to achieve. But right now, if he decides to walk away. What I could have used that first ever scouser to win a British title, Commonwealth title, I say Olympic medalist. Fantastic. This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes Store.
1: Onto the main card,
0: yeah. Well, the main event, you I mean,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, and obviously... the reason we
0: all shelled out 10 pounds, did you? No, the stream,
1: exactly. You sent me the fucking app, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The amount of phone calls, right, that I received on Saturday <laughs> afternoon from various people connected to me and you saying, Yeah, you two all know an app, you, you two will know a stream, what's correct? Even your cousin's ringing me up in the middle of the afternoon going, right? all right, la. <laughs> anyway, hope we sorted you out, Elliot, lad. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, it's probably the first fight that I've ever seen. Um, having gone off what we were talking about last week, father son combinations. Where you saying it's not that weird? It's not that weird to have a father son combination. It's fucking weird when father son has his own bloody ring walk. Yeah. That's when it's bloody weird, isn't it? Very strange. When the bloody simply the best kicked in, I went, nice touch, nice touch, and I waited, and I went, he's not coming out. It's his fucking dad. His dad's coming <laughs> his out. Trainer's got his own <laughs> oh, ring walk. Oh, mega That's man! That's brilliant. That's the he's future. It's
0: that now, you know. That's Listen. It. We know Joe Gallagher likes a bit of, bit of the spotlight. Don't, don't. Big Joe, we, you need your own ring walk, Joe. Come on. <laughs> Maybe we should work on a song for Joe Gallagher but, to walk on a, to.
1: Bit of a, I'll tell you something, that'd be fantastic. Crawlers coming up against Linares, <laughs> isn't it? Get some Oasis on beforehand. Joe Get Gallagher Joe Gallagher coming thing.
0: out with a, with, a, with, a, with a Mac on with the ud up and stuff.
1: <laughs> Listen, all congratulations in the world to uh, Chris Eubank Jr. He did what we anticipated that he would do. Yep. Um, Took him a little bit longer than Well, Ronald Quinlan Was, to was a fair. tough customer He was a tough customer But there's a couple of conclusions that I, that I take Off the back of this particular fight I'm going to be honest with you, mate Yeah um, And this is a question Over Eubank Jr.'s power Everybody yep. talks to me about Oh, he whacks hard He's this, no. that And the other, right? For
0: me He doesn't whack hard No, he doesn't He's an accumulative puncher I don't even think He's a big set As a middleweight Never mind super middleweight You don't see him Knock people out with one shot, do you? No nope, you, you see don't. him build
1: pressure And then get TKO stoppages Yeah compared to the likes of Yuginadi Golovkin's in that division who knocked people out in one shot. Now, for me, I don't care, right, what anybody says. People will say, oh, this, that, and the other regarding his next opponent. It has to be one of three, right? Has to be. Yeah. If you're going to call out the Gale, GGG, and BJS, if you're going to call these boys out, it has to be one of those. Yeah. I don't give a shit about anybody else. I don't care, mate. I've seen you fight whoever now. Yeah. I've seen you do whatever it is. I need to know that you can take a proper shot. A proper, proper shot. For me, Golovkin's the one, but I don't think it will be because he's no tied chance. up. He's tied up. Uh, DeGayle's obviously out injured at this moment in time, getting yep. his teeth done.
0: Yeah. Billy
1: Joe Sons ain't going to fight.
0: Stop fucking about, make the fight. Put, listen, put it this way. I guarantee he fights none of the above. Mate, 100% he won't be any of the above. I guarantee he fights on ITV box office again in Ryder. the summer. It'll be John Ryder or something yeah, like that. Yeah, probably against John Ryder, yeah, or probably against some other, you know... IBO ranked guy that none of us have probably heard of, never fought outside their own country before.
1: Monday morning, Martin Murray called him out. Martin Murray goes online and he says, Hey, Chris, you fancy a bit of a dig? I'll do it. Now, this is no disrespect. I love Martin Murray. Yeah, yeah. And all day long, that fight will be competitive and I'd love to watch it. However, just for me to know what Chris Eubank Jr. is all about, Martin Murray, no disrespect, coming off the back of losses, isn't at the level that Chris Eubank Jr. believes he's at. Yeah you know and therefore Chris Eubank Jr. has to go in with Billy Joe Saunders a a proper no disrespect but a proper world champion the WBO middleweight champion James DeGale, the super middleweight champion. Yeah. Gennady Golovkin, the ultimate champion when it comes to all these weight divisions. Mm-hmm. You've got to go in more one of them. Yeah. You can't go in and fight a British-level fighter, British-European, world title contender. You can't do that anymore. No. You've got to go and fight the champ.
0: But you're right. You know, it's all, it's all, He's all good and well calling out Golovkin, calling out Andre Ward. The scene got mentioned last week as well. His dad said he'd school Andre Ward. Get a okay. grip. Jesus Christ. Get he'd a grip. You. You're probably right. John Ryder's not a bad shout. One... John Ryder's very much, you know, at this point... I like John Ryder, message you at the weekend, you know, I'm glad he got the win because I, he's, uh, he's I think he's a talented kid. He's great, but it's
1: not what the everybody wants to see. He's
0: not world-class level, he's no. not at the top level. But he works perfectly for Eubank as a defence of that IBO belt. Reason being, they're both middleweights. They're not super middleweights, both of them middleweights. Um, and, you know, the Eubanks, after... Putting in a pay per view show on ITV4 and getting all the the razzmatazz that comes with it eighty five thousand by the way eighty five
1: thousand pay per views is that what the that's, saying, that's yeah? what is, is being said yeah, yeah which is decent if that's a true figure that's quite decent
0: it is yeah it's not too bad yeah it's not too bad but um, if that's the case then I guarantee you won't fight any of those other guys then it will be it will be Ryder more than, or somebody of that ilk but that's it a will joke be a title but that's a joke of course it is Of course it is but at this stage in time. They're trying to build something up with ITV4, and they're not going to get Billy Joe to come from Frank's camp and leave BT opportunities and fight on ITV4. But there has to be a compromise. they certainly not going to attract Golovkin over.
1: But there has to be a compromise at some point. If he wants to be taken seriously and not to be laughed at, um, he, he he has to have some type of common ground because so many people are tied to so many different broadcasters Mm -hmm. and different promoters. Everybody needs to make a slice of the pie. You can't just have fucking everything. You just can't make it all. Of course. You know, you're not Mayweather yet. Yeah. You've got to go and prove that you're Mayweather. That's what you've got to go and do. So have a conversation with Frank and say, all right, okay, let's do 50-50. Yeah, we'll put it out We'll we'll put it out on ITV. Frank'll do it. Frank mm-hmm. could make that fight if he was getting weighed in. Of course. We spoke to him many times. He's not. He's probably he's the, in the least business of making fights. He's probably the them. least out of a lot of them that would make the fucking fight.
0: Yeah, he would. Yeah, he would. But I just can't see them fighting Billy Joe. I think we've we've spoke about this before. After the last after the year Billy Joe had last year, Billy Joe needs Eubank more than Eubank needs Billy. Agreed. Joe Agreed. Agreed. I think that's the problem now. Eubank they've given if that if that figure's two eighty five that that's a decent figure. ITV ITV sport will probably be happy with that figure. But what you're gonna they do can is build You're gonna that get that now, David so.
1: David Hay syndrome, aren't you? Because David Hay comes back against the Normark, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And he does big numbers. All right, it's not a pay-per-view, but it's on fucking comedy channel Dave, yeah? Yeah, yeah? And it's big, big numbers. Yeah. And then his second fight, again, against the bin man or whoever, a doorman or whatever it were, mm-hmm. another joke. Still does decent numbers, but it's on the dwindle because people aren't into it. So if he does it again, if he goes and does a second fight on ITV and it's not against the proper name, no disrespect to John Ryder, but if it's not against the big boy, yeah. then the numbers won't be 85,000. They'll slide. He I, he has to take advantage of this momentum by, boom, let's go, let's go and have a big boy. Let's go and have a proper yeah. fight.
0: Well, suggesting that then, the only person they're going to get is a Golovkin type. They ain't going to get anyone domestically because... Golovkin can come here and fight on ITV4 and also be shown on Showtime or whatever it is in the US. So there's more chance of getting an international opponent to come over and fight Eubank, and still feature on ITV4 pay per view. Mm. You know, if, don't get me wrong. If if the Eubanks have got the balls to fight Golovkin, that is. 1,000,000% pay-per-view. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, that, that's a pay-per-view fight. And I'll, no, and that, I'll that's say icv it four. sorry,
1: you were fu- you've smashed yeah, me to bits. Exactly. I'll take yeah, everything yeah. back I've said.
0: Completely, yeah, I agree. Especially
1: when you've already turned down that down that fight. Exactly. You
0: know? But that's what I mean. They've turned it down once before. I don't think he wants to fight Golovkin. I certainly don't think he wants to fight Andre Ward. I honestly don't think he wants to fight James DeGale either or George Groves. I think he's happy now he's got an IBO belt and we'll continue to see him Paraded around for the next twelve months before he eventually returns to his true weight division, which is middleweight. He ain't mm. a super middleweight. Now, I, I don't think he's a bigot hitter as a middleweight. So, as a super middleweight, I, he's not even top five in the UK. Mm. Struggles to make the top five in the UK. And the likes of Callum Smith, George Groves, James the Gale. I'm sorry, you know, they've just got too much for him. They they would beat. I'm convinced any of those would beat Eubank at the moment. They've just got too, they've got too much power. A lot of them
1: speaking of uh, parading your belt would you if you became a world champion of sorts um, go straight to the gym put the belt on and do some skips
0: yeah I would actually yeah go would you? Skip. Yeah, of course you'd yeah. wear it all the time wouldn't you yeah exactly I've got my the one <laughs> off my cake I've got round my waist now <laughs> but uh, yeah, God, yeah if I had the belt I'd wear it everywhere so I'm not begrudging him that like but uh, he did look to be, fa- <laughs> to be fair there wasn't a mark on him you know he's just he's just won a 10 round world, supposed world title fight and there wasn't there wasn't actually a mark on him mm. But uh, you know, listen. It, it sounds like we're beating up on on Eubank again. I like the kid. I think he's talented. He's good. I think he's you know, I like everything that they're doing. He's, they do he's, with not, he's not quite world class yet. Yeah. He's a middleweight. I want to see him back in his two weight. You know, it's like the Kel Khan I mean, thing, man. Just move the fuck back down and go and fight Billy Joe, and let's see who's the best in Britain yeah. at middleweight. And then let let us jump on your gravy train. Then go on ITV pay per view. Then go and chase the big fight. Then we'll be be behind you. But at the moment, you see, see his, his dad when his dad had the big rivalries and all that and with Nigel Benn, and the whole country was engrossed by the lot of them, and we supported the lot of them, and yeah. it, it was real fever. You know, that was the first live boxing match my dad ever took me to was Castle Grayskull, and we went to see Ben versus Eubank. Yeah, that was the first, one and only time I've been in Castle Grayskull. I'd <laughs> never go back. Probably... He's talking about Old Trafford, by the
1: way, yeah, just exactly. in case you're wondering.
0: But he took me as a kid, and I remember going up on the coach, and I remember supporting Ben one round, Eubank the next round, and that, and I, th- I, I was always Nigel Ben. That, that always moment, Nigel well, Ben. So ben. was I on the way there, but then as soon as Eubank called to simply yeah, the best. I was like, in it. Oh my god, this is amazing. And I literally swung one made the other, and I, you know, as a kid, I couldn't pick my favorite, and neither the, the judges on the night couldn't even pick a winner. Yeah. But that was the night when boxing that was it for me boxing just like boy, I, I was in love then you know what I mean I'd, I'd been to ABAs before my cousin who boxed over on the over on the uh, on the Whirl he, he was in the ABAs and stuff and I'd seen it and, and I'd been the GM and stuff like that there's but nothing that like the a night. live
1: fight night a big fight stadium, like that that job. was it I
0: was like oh, it was the middle of the night and everything else that was it I was that that got me but the difference was you know the whole country bought into Ben Eubank then Collins and then, you know what I mean it was like mm. wow let's get behind these guys the Eubanks, We are everyone in the country is aware that they're trying to slide through the back door yeah. to the top. You know, he has an earned His right to be to be parading the world title belt. Absolutely. And we want to. We want to see him to get there, but we want to see him do it properly, man. Don't 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 kid us. We know what you are. You're very much domestic. You know, upper domestic level at the moment. You've got to beat someone genuine world class, and then we will happily parade you around on our shoulders and call you world champion. But until that happens. He's kidding us. This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store.
1: You mentioned Kel Brook's name. <clears throat> yeah. Can't do a podcast uh, at, at this time of uh, of year without talking about Kel Brook because he seems to be um, here, there and everywhere. He was obviously at the uh, Olympia at the weekend, ringside, yeah. doing his thing, talking about his mandatory. Oh,
0: he was in the corner with uh, Adam Echos, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was. It was quite intimidating for John Ryder that they had Adam Etchers in the corner and he had Kel Brook and he had Junior Witter. And there was like this whole line up from the Winkle Band gym. And poor Paul, Paul Ryder in the other corner just had his coach. It's mm. just like... And then you look ringside
1: and you've got uh, Duke McKenzie, three-weight world champion. You've got Andre Ward. What's well, he? Is he three-weight or is a two-weight world champion? Then you've got Big Lennox in there as well going, fucking hell, this is serious. Serious around here, isn't it? It was, yeah,
0: yeah. They did actually Big look time.
1: like um, some type of uh, tribute band did them three as, a yeah. pun, but, as pundits, didn't they? They looked like they are going to break though.
0: out into song. Some talent there, though. Oh, some talent. talent. Like, uh, that, was, uh, that was the thing I was I was delighted about, the ITV. You know, they did push the boat out, like, that was a... Cost them a few a, quid, quid, man commentary team. God, yeah, that would have cost them a few quid, but mm. it was good to get them guys over and get them talking. Yeah. I was, I always like seeing Lennox. It? it makes my Lennox, as you know.
1: As you know, uh, for those that don't know what we're referring to, go to our Instagram. You'll see a fantastic picture of Nick shaking <laughs> Lennox's hand, and his handshake game goes right out the window. <laughs> it's great. Um, Kel Brook, yeah, Errol Spence. We are told that this is happening. Yeah, okay. Obviously, all the I mean, a calm thing is is out the window, right? So this is what I know so far. So. Yeah. Car uh, sorry, Brooke, Errol Spence. Spence is car uh Brooke's mandatory. Yeah. Uh, they are currently in negotiations. Uh purse bids were due today. today. It's now been extended a week. Yeah, next uh, because they are allegedly close to a deal. Mm-hmm. Fuck off the close to a deal, right? Miguel Cotto has just lost his opponent. Yeah. Eddie, we know what you're doing <laughs> you snide. You're going in the back door and you're saying fuck the mandatory, there's a shitload of money over here with the Puerto Rican. Let's have a little bit of a chat with him. That's yeah. what's happening. Come of course. on,
0: stop conning
1: us man. You want
0: you want Miguel Cotto, don't you? Of course that's happening and you know what? Eddie wouldn't be doing his job as as Kel's uh, representative if he wasn't doing that. Errol Spence, from a fight, pure fight perspective, Errol Spence deserves it, he's the mandatory, he deserves a shot. And and it's a brilliant fight. And it's a great fight, but it ain't Miguel Cotto. No, man. And if if Eddie can bring Miguel Cotto to the UK to fight Kel, I'll be front row. Fucking fantastic. (laughs) Absolutely fantastic because, you know, that's the ultimate, like, sit on that, Mr. Amir Khan. Look at what you could have won. You know, this is the fight. I mean, what a
1: follow-up to Golovkin. What a follow up that is, right? So Kel's been in with Golovkin, all right, fell short. But if you can get Koto, who is traditional, 147, Mm -hmm. get him in, well, even less. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Get him your particular way, offer him, you know, I'm sure the IBF will sanction that as a world title fight for the actual belt.
0: Yeah. Honestly, don't fuck him. <laughs> it doesn't need a belt.
1: No, absolutely, it doesn't. It doesn't need a belt. And both men have fought at 154 before. Fuck it. Get that fight on because it
0: makes Cheddar Ching, man. Yeah, exactly. Serious, serious. I money. hope it does, man. I hope it does. Kel deserves it. Stepping up two weights when, you know, stepping up when Eubank wouldn't step up.
1: And he got paid, with all due respect to me and you, not peanuts, but for yep. boxing terms, peanuts for that particular fight. Yep. Not life changing
0: money. No, but it was money that. Should unlock a fight like this, yes. that's the key. You know, that uh, the, well, it should that's have unlocked it, it, should have unlocked Khan, but Khan's you know making excuses left, right, and center. So, the fact he fought Triple G it was a risk worth taking because it put him in a position to now hopefully fight Miguel Cotto Because, as you know, Cotto was a much bigger fight than Spence. Do you
1: reckon they can make it happen?
0: I hope so, yeah. Listen, my days of doubting Eddie Hearn. <laughs> Not to fucking kiss up to Eddie or anything. (laughs) He knows, does he? But my days of doubting Eddie Hearn—he's that boy. He's a little Essex slickster, isn't he? You know, it's funny, you know, because obviously Eddie Hearn, fucking, he's done great things for for boxing in the UK. You know, we we don't agree with the way he tied up Sky and all that. wasn't wasn't fair. And yeah, absolutely, it's all sorted itself out now. But obviously, Eddie Hearn's on my telly quite a lot. You know, different things, different points. And every time my wife walks in the room, she always goes. I just don't trust them, Nick. <laughs> 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 Prophet Essex boy. I'm like, oh, he's a good lad, yeah. He don't worry. He's the type of He does the business.
1: So w- when he's che- when he's checking his Twitter feed and that no- that noise comes through, doesn't it? That uh, Kirkland Cotto is off. He's like going, hmm. <laughs> is that Al? Al, <laughs> I've got a proposition <laughs> for you, son. <laughs> Step into my office, Al. Oh we could
0: get Wembley <laughs> Fucking Megan. He is just coining dog. Good on. Coining well for, dog. listen, you know what? hand on heart I fucking open it happens for Same. Kel he deserves it he deserves Same, a great fight and we deserve to sell Miguel, Miguel Cotter up
1: close absolutely we do yeah man um, speaking of other stuff that's been going on in the boxing world uh, we'll keep you up to date with that by the way on our social media feed over the next um, seven days or so so if we get an insider that Eddie's done a bit of a dodgy backdoor deal with uh, with Miguel Cotto you'll see it there at Fight Disciples make sure you go and check it out um, now last week on the show you were talking about obviously the route maybe price could get to mm-hmm. if everything went well last week Game, which obviously fell flat, really. Um, but the, one of the names that you were mentioning in that mix was obviously Deontay Wilder because he was without an opponent. Yeah. As soon as we hit the button on our podcast for it to go live, Deontay yeah. Wilder goes, Right, lads, I'll announce opponent now. Thank you very much. Yeah, typical. Uh, Gerald
0: Washington. The good thing is, I did mention that. Na- didn't I mention that name? No, yeah, you did. I said, You know, I've heard a few names. Gerald Washington's one, and that was the one name. Well, it's done. So we, anyway. We anyway. We it. That's in. He's done. He's fighting him. Yeah. It's um, good undefeated fighter, you know. I like that fight. I think that's better than the original fight.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, um, and the reason why I bring that up is because, um, obviously, we hate Pavetkin because mm-hmm. of how many drugs he's taken over the last uh, 12 months or so. He's yeah. failed two tests. WBC have now wiped him from uh, the rankings, so therefore, um, Luis Ortiz, yeah. who is an Eddie Home fighter, is now lined up as the man- uh, mandatory challenger for Berman Verne which will then become an eliminator for Deontay Wilder's belt. So wow. what we originally thought was going to happen was Luis Ortiz was going to be the mandatory for Klitschko edge. Yeah. See? Eddie Eddie slick again, man, isn't he? <laughs> he fucking got it. He's got that out the way, hasn't he? <laughs> so he's off to the WBC. Brilliant. WBA, WBA, IBF, you, can, you no, it's all right. It's all right. I've sorted you out, Luis. i see the green and gold son. He's fucking off to the uh to the WBC it looks like to take on Stiverne as uh, as an eliminator to take on Deontay Wilder as soon, as, at some as point As soon as
0: Matchroom signed Ortiz a few months ago They know ago, what they're doing We were like hmm now is that a case of friends close enemies closer you fucking better believe Absolutely it not. is yeah oh no 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 don't worry about it, AJ you go, over there and, <laughs> and you go over there and beat that yank <laughs> Fantastic.
1: I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. And then, you, you want you, no, to unify? No, we're not going to unify. You, you lads crack on, and we'll, we might do it in a bit when you're yeah. over the hill and you're up. Well, you're about 40 now, so when you're about 60, yeah, we'll, exactly. we'll do it. Speaking of heavyweights, um, fucking hell, man, they spent some money on this, didn't they? Them New Zealanders did not want to come to the UK, bro. That is mental,
0: isn't it? Isn't it? Absolutely mental. As soon as I seen that pace bit, I was thinking... How that, much? That can't be right. Well, they started at what? 1.3? Yeah, exactly. That was, the original, that was the minimum. You could go in at 1.3, yeah? yeah?
1: So the New Zealanders, what are they called? Deco or something? Deco, something like something that. Like yeah, that. Yeah. They bid just over $3 million um, for Joseph Parker, Huey Fury. They won the purse bid, so therefore the fight is happening April Fool's Day, 1st of uh, April uh, in New Zealand, which is great news, I suppose, for us as, as British fight fans, because we'll get to see that over our Cheerios in the morning. You'll get yeah. to see it first thing in the morning. However, did you see the losing bid from Frank? No, two point eight. Christ Almighty! So he went massive. Yeah, he, he went did, absolutely yeah. huge to win the bid
0: at two point eight million. Bloody and hell. lost. That that's a killer, man. See, that just shows as well how Frank now his position has changed with the support of BT Sport because that potentially could have been a you know a big BT event, maybe even a BT you know with ITV can do it. I'm sure they could have done mm. pay per view. So. That's interesting. That is absolutely. That, that's That's, right, a, he's, that's, that's he's, a huge amount of money, by it? Frank. But you know, that's the phone call as a promoter you want to make. Listen, listen, Huey. It's Frank here. Fucking good news and bad news, Sam. Manchester Sun
1: Manchester or whatever. Bad news
0: yeah, yeah. is we didn't get it, San, You're going to Auckland. Oh, looking? Are you joking? <laughs> the good news is you're getting forty percent of three point two fucking Fuck. million, Sam. Fuck me, man. That's. Crazy money, crazy
1: money. Fair play, like you said, life changing money for Hughie Fury. Congratulations yeah. to him, but more, even more, congratulations to him because I think he's earned this. He's, he's earned himself a shot at the, at the at the big time, the WBO heavyweight championship. And if we're to believe him, yeah, um, as he's been on this show recently talking to us, he's going over there and he's going to school this kid. He's going to uh, he's going to do a number on him. I think he's going to have to do a number on him because I'm going to be honest with you. After watching the Andy Ruiz fight, yeah. Um, He's going to knock, He's as I said on social media this week, he's going to have to knock him out to get a draw because he ain't going to get a decision in New Zealand, in my opinion, unless it's an absolute whitewash, which yeah. I can't see.
0: No, no, neither can I. And it's, uh, you know, at the end of the day, <clears throat> it's the incentive behind this as well. We, you know, we spoke about it earlier with Pricey, win this fight, it's what doors open up. You know, if Huey Fury can win this belt, he's right in the mix. Joseph, right in the I, mix. Think, I think I've just
1: talked absolute bollocks with what I've just said there. The reason why I'm, I'm going to go back on my statement is, they went to fucking Germany and did Klitschko and got a decision. You know what I mean? True, yeah, yeah. So they just might if be able any, to do if it. Anyone here. can do it. The the Fury can, can do it. it. That's true.
0: Go. Yeah, good point. They know exactly good what point. they're doing. But I, I, you know, I like the fight. To be honest with you, I think Huey Fiori will make that a good fight. I I, I like Huey Fury. I think the way he's I think the way he approaches a fight is good. He's he's aggressive. He's only small, but he's aggressive. I and mean, I think he'll take the fight to Parker. I think that could be at a could be a belter fight. I'm looking forward to it.
1: April first, man. There you go. Get your Cheerios out. That's when that is happening. Um, also, congratulations to a lad that's going to be on our radio show this week. If you do subscribe to our podcast, you will get this. Also, you will get, um, well, you could go back now and look at it because this has already been on. This was last night's radio show. Uh, go and have a little bit of a nosey at our Facebook feed because we were Facebook Live last night, man. Yeah. We are big time now. Big time. Yeah, We've got it. cameras and all sorts in our radio studio. <laughs> um, Jay Metcalf, a man that you know. Very well. Very well. He's given you a black eye before, and not he lad? Two
0: <laughs> back in uh, back in two thousand and eight, yeah, I think J Jay- was only a baby at the time. He was probably about 18 or something like that. He was uh he was competing in the novice ABAs, he was training at a gym in Liverpool and I was I was training to do a exhibition bout with his dad to raise money for charity. If Shea you don't Niri. know, Shane Ari, yeah, former world champion, former ITV regular, and uh, little, a little bit of a bit of a hero of mine as well. When I first started in the in the journalism game, covering boxing you know, Neary's the peak of Neary's career, right through Mid-90s, the mid nineties, wasn't it? Yeah, the Mickey Ward fights, all that stuff. That was, you know, I was ringside for all that stuff. So me and me and Jimmy or, or Shay, I've always had a good relationship. And then I did a, like some charity stuff in two thousand eight, and one of the charity things was to was to box against Shay Neary. So it, I trained with Jay. We we actually sparred together in training, and he was preparing me to face his dad a few weeks later, which sounds mental now but yeah he, he actually hit me harder than Jimmy did Jimmy carried me obviously because it was a charity thing but little Jay caught me right between, literally right through the guard with a straight right hand and uh, immediately blinded me <laughs> both eyes gushing with water uh, nose blooded and uh, it was only afterwards I got the an dress and it came out the shower and realised that he'd given me two black eyes yeah <laughs> young Jay, but you know what I couldn't be happier
1: for those that don't know he has uh, signed a promotional deal with Frank Warren obviously he's going to get some exposure on BT Sport which is absolutely sensational Uh, and if you haven't heard of him or heard from him? Yeah, he was on our uh, radio Tune show. Tune
0: in last night's show. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, the vid- We actually did it on uh, Facebook Live. The video will be on our Facebook page at Fight Disciples. Go and have a little bit of a nose. So you can see him in action. Having a Stop. bit of a chat. with us Stop. About Stop. definitely
0: stuff. someone to look out for this year. Young Jake,
1: super welterweight, could get in the mix with the Walshes and the uh, and the Smiths, big the, time, uh, and the Love Williams it. of this world. Should I say yeah. all those boys at one hundred and fifty four pounds?
0: You're listening to the Fight Disciples Podcast. Just before
1: we clear off, I uh, need to preview one fight that's happening this weekend. Friday night action, my man.
0: Yeah, a bit of Friday night action from uh, Toledo, Ohio. The homecoming of uh, Robert Easter Jr. We uh, m- uh, Many people rank as the number one lightweight on the planet. So He's not. You don't agree? No, Mikey Garcia is. Do you know what? I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But anyway, he's there. A lot of people say he's the number one. He's the IBF champion. Fights Lewis Cruz on Friday night. It's his big homecoming thing. He won the belt last time out, and this is his big homecoming back to to where he's from. Decent kid. Obviously, 18 wins, 14 knockouts. Got dynamite in his hands. Him against Mikey Garcia. If, If he can defend his belt at home on Friday night with another knockout, which is becoming this kid's trademark, Him against Mikey Garcia could be the most explosive fight that weight class has seen in a very long time. And to be honest, we've got a couple of guys at lightweight, haven't we? Yeah.
1: Let them deal with it. Exactly. You lads, stay over there. You lads, crack 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 on,
0: crack on, and see who's got the the the, the heaviest hands and the the best chin. And uh, on us, Brits, we'll stay over here and wait to pick up the pieces. But yeah, yeah, that's definitely one to look out for. Unfortunately, I, I don't know. I haven't seen anything on Box Nation, and it's certainly not on Sky. So I don't know where it's going to be screened in mm. the UK. But we'll put something on our social media once we do find out. And if we don't, we'll do what we do, son. We'll bang out some streams. <laughs> we'll put a stream out for
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can keep up to date with all our uh, action and conversation throughout our social media streams. We are on Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, at Fight Disciples. And if this is the first time you've ever stumbled across us and you're thinking, these lads are all right. I want my listen to these again next week. Well, you can do. Go to our website, fightdisciples.com. There's loads of previous episodes up there. There's also a lovely little button that you can press. Hit that subscribe button and you'll be able to get us earlier than anybody else every single Wednesday morning. Have a wonderful week. We'll catch you next time.
0: Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.